Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast, our first episode of 2023 because the Twins are lazy last week. Hey, um, my hey name is now. Sean, I'm not so lazy, and I'm joined by Josh and Luke, otherwise known as the Evolving Wild Twins. Josh, how was your rest? <laughs> it was good. We uh, I don't exactly know why we decided, I think, last week to take a week. It was because what? It would have been Monday, which would have been a day or two after like maybe the second day of the new year, and... We haven't. I don't think we've taken a week off this year, have we? Well, there's only been two weeks this year. No, Sean, the season. Um, (laughs) I don't remember. No, I think we definitely when I was traveling. You guys did one twins episode. Yeah, yeah. But but at least once while I was in. I think it was when I was actually in Asia. Um, you guys did it. I was back in Texas. Yeah, you guys recorded your. But I don't know. I think it, it felt like we we did one. Right around the holidays, and then I was thinking that there there weren't a lot, there wasn't a lot going on, and it was more like, ah, oh, you know, it'd be a nice reset, and we can come back fresh, new, new year, new us, uh, you know, heading into the new year. So happy new year, everyone. Um, we're now into week two, as Sean uh, mentioned, of the new year. So yeah, so yeah, we're we're back and we're we're ready to go. Oh yeah, it's week one of elderly living for me. So of what? elderly living i don't know what you're talking about i turned 25 now so i consider myself oh older oh happy birthday i did Old. see you yeah happy birthday sean yes yeah we don't do I'm we not, didn't yeah 20 25 is a little little old for me now. wait you just turned 25 i thought you were about to turn 26 no i'm 25 i'm the same age as as chucky <laughs> that helps best bud chuck yeah yeah no i know and, i know and austin matthews yeah so we and are uh dubois <laughs> The the you're at your your <laughs> NHL peak your prime age yeah, for for NHL peak. yeah and I'm not playing like this. I know what do you it, you know well theoretically I think I'm post peak right it was Micah Havas peak well I think it kind of it depends for are you a forward or defenseman Sean I'm definitely a forward forward so I think you're right around peak I don't know I don't remember exactly what Micah had for his more recent I mean when we did this years ago that was about peak I think it was somewhere in the yeah. 24 to 26 range defensemen were a little younger i think um we haven't we haven't done agent curve stuff in a long time uh and i don't know i've always kind of meant to go back and like revisit it but it's never been something that i've ever done any more work well it's not really like i've never found it like useful from a like predictive standpoint it's more of just a kind of interesting thing to look at from an average like when do nhl players you know what is the the age curve of it but Normally, with like a predictive model, you're building in age as a predictor variable, and or with the contract projections, which is, you know, has a is a different type of modeling problem, or you have to kind of do some feature engineering there because it's a weird, you know, you have players like Yager and Chara who kind of break everything, but you know, I saw Yager score it as a 50 year old in the in uh in this check. On is that check. how old he is now? I think he is 50 now. Man, remember when he was playing? In like for the Panthers is like a forty four year old and was like really really good like yeah. he had like like that's gonna be Patrice Bergeron now like Bergeron's <laughs> gonna play I don't know how long he's gonna play but is he gonna play another year after this year Sean Yeah like, I think that there was an article I just saw or maybe I think it was a screenshot maybe it was yeah altered it's it sounds like he's gonna play I mean nobody ever knows but I mean yeah I don't, yeah there's no reason why he would just like up and go right now. I yeah, mean, unless so. he just didn't want to. Does he have a concussion history? I can't remember. Um, he's he's had a couple, I think, in his younger days. Like I remember one against Philly back when I was like 
I don't know, in like second grade or something. But God, um, <laughs> he's been in the league that. I thought no, he was only like thirty six. Like what? I thought he was only like thirty six. Is he thirty seven now? Yeah, but Sean's only twenty five, so that would that would no. But I'm like, saying that like he's been only, in the, he's been in the league probably for almost twenty years. Yeah, so that would line so he was up. Two thousand three draft, and he actually made the team out of camp. Yeah, so nineteen. So, yeah, it was like well, very odd because he was a second round pick. Was that the uh, um? Is it the two thousand three draft the one that like everyone you'll see like the pictures? Yeah. yeah. So it's two thousand three. Is, is that Suter like and Parisi too? Basically, everybody that plays in the, that played in the NHL. <laughs> Do you know the order? The, easily the best draft class of all time. Yeah, it was. Uh, do you can you do you know the order off off the top of your head, Sean? Uh, was it Eric Stahl <laughs> first overall? Five years old, so luckily I do not. I know Stahl um, was in that draft class, and I think you're, that he you're, was. You're close. He was second overall. Oh, okay. In the class, Dowdy? Um, no, there's take... a unique uh, first overall pick that is a well-known player. Um, that doesn't happen very Wait, was often. That your ca- it was Carrie. No. Was that? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> what goalie? It, it, yeah, it was Flurry. Oh, okay. Mark Andre, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flurry was went, a goalie. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, there's and a, he yeah. ended up being like it's funny when a goalie gets for, picked first overall. It's like they end up being like really good. Like it's like a sure thing. Anyway, so Eric Stoll, I was pretty close. I'm pretty yeah, happy yeah, with that. I know, considering <laughs> I don't know anything about NHL draft history. No, I mean it, it's a pretty stacked first round. There's a lot of names that are either I feel like it's either they're well established NHL players or they did nothing in the NHL. Like, well, I guess it, it kind of depends on exactly how you who define is third it. overall. Uh, Nathan Horton was third overall. Wow. Who? Yeah, I mean he he played a lot of games uh, in the NHL, but I don't I don't think he was really you know I mean I don't know we could have done a little bit more anyway, prep if we were going to go through the 2003 draft classes. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, Bergeron. I you know what was it? Hold on, how was I saying that? I was oh about age curves. Wow, we went down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just been something that like I'll I'll check some of our models every now and then, just doing like the classic like delta method that is like the standard for age aging curves, and it's it's kind of interesting, but it's like I don't know. I think that um, it it really depends. Like if your model uses priors, which is um, basically, then it's going to be a much much smoother aging curve um, because you know each season it knows a little bit about the player from the past and it kind of keeps going. So you get much smoother results there. Whereas if you don't do that, which is what we do on, we don't use priors in our models on evolving hockey. Um, it's a little bit more jagged because you get a lot more ups and downs. So if you were to do like a projection of like a prior three year performance and then do that, you could get like a smoother one. Anyway, doesn't matter. Do you want to, I, cause I still have this up. Do you want to <laughs> guess who the lowest drafted, uh, player who made it, who was selected to the All Star Game was Lois. I don't know. I'm. This is ran. I'm just like Wikipedia has these highlighted. Um, Dustin Bufflin. He went 245th overall. Oh yeah. Period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just period. Tobias. Oh, that's, yo, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. But also, if you Joe Pavelski was in the seventh round in 2003. That's right. Um, which is another. It should one. be future Hall of Famer. It's actually Joe pretty, Pavelski. Pretty fun little. The the way that Wikipedia does this, you I go wonder if and Pavelski see. playing with Robertson and hence this like the last couple of years has like elevated him from maybe probably not making the hall to maybe making the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, and I, I 
Well, he, how old is Pavelski now? He's, he's I mean, like 36. 36. Or is he? Is he old in that? He's, well, he's in the same draft, so he's going to be 38, 37, 38, yeah. something like that. The same age as everybody else. He was that we 18 just about. years of age in 2003. <laughs> yeah. That's how you could think about it. I yeah. know. Yeah. They're all the so same. There you go. Yeah. And a lot of them well, are still playing. It's, it's 20 years since then. Yeah. Well, like, you know, we were. Uh, well, the, I think one of the I was just the, while we're on the topic of Eric Stahl, I think one of the big stories, at least outside of like the when we're also completely glossing over World Juniors. I don't know if you watched any of that, um, Sean, or if if that was something that you were it's paying not attention to. We can't watch it. Of course, I did. We, we don't well, get NHL Network. So we need we, to. We just have gotten. It's yeah. It, it we we've never. You guys didn't watch the Winter Classic, did you? Yeah, yeah, we did. I watched a little bit of it. I don't think yeah, I, I, I had it on. I thought you guys yeah. were like, yeah. So we, the only no, thing no, is no, that we have we, full we have, cable, we just don't, well, like, we have a sports package, quote unquote, but it didn't come with NHL Network somehow. Yeah. So we can't watch, like, NHL Network games, which I didn't realize that that's where World Juniors were on. And I just didn't, again, I don't, I, I think that the only year that I've ever really paid attention to World Juniors were the years that the wild prospects were, like, good. Or were supposed but they to be had Erickson Eck, Greenway, and Luke Cunning, Luke Cunning and all in the World Juniors, yeah. which was fun. That was 27? No, 2018? I can't remember. But that's the only real year that I've followed it. It's not really, again, as everyone, or if you've been listening to the podcast for long enough, you know that Luke and I are not, we, you know, don't do prospects. So uh, I just knew that uh, I watched a couple, um, I watched highlights and I was like kind of following it on Twitter and whatnot. And, but yeah, I, I didn't see. But anyway, I was gonna bring up with the 2003 draft class, Eric Stahl being second overall. He's still on the Panthers. Who I was gonna say, other than World Juniors, it seems like the Panthers have been kind of the number one topic, or at least a big topic in the NHL because of how underperforming or how bad they've been. I guess more or less to put it simply. Yeah, um, they went to a strip club too, didn't they? And there was a big fallout about that. Was there? Or did they? Are you yeah, just spreading I don't know. rumors? Shana now? went on a rant. Shana went on a rant on the Too Many Men podcast, and I, I didn't. Think I didn't catch I gathered, that. but I was just so. See, we had Shana on here. We love Shana. Shana's we do the best, and Shana just goes on these like rants, and they're they're the best. So I I probably missed a little bit about like what was going on. Like I was doing some work, and then all of a sudden Shana goes on a rant about strip clubs, and it it was good. Um, yeah, the Panthers, like, nobody knows what's going on either because I was trying to find that out. I was trying to figure that out today, right? Like, I'm going through the tables. I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't look like a complete dumpster fire, and they kind of feel like they are. Like, the feeling yeah. around the team is that they're a dumpster fire. Yeah, and, I mean, there have been – yeah, I had a same – I had a tweet from last week about it because I was like, I've just – maybe I just haven't – because in my head, it's like, well, they're still basically the same team as last year except Calgary and, and, and Florida made the trade that, you know, shook up the teams. Um, and Florida, I don't know. They have, I guess, Spencer Knight is playing a bigger role this year than he was last year. But like, I don't really. I looked into it like you did, Sean, last week, and I was like, I honestly cannot figure out the reason why. It's a kind of the same thing with the Sharks a little bit. Like the Sharks have been terrible in the standings, but like their metrics are not nearly as bad as you would expect them to be based on their points. So I feel like there's a couple teams like that that are kind of down there. But the Panthers specifically have been really, um, I just curious. And the only thing. That was consistent among the way in which people were, were responding <laughs> to my tweet about the Panthers was an oh endless boy. supply of Paul Maurice Jeffs. That's the only thing that people responded was just Paul Maurice. It was the classic, the classic him, him waving, waving at the fans. On, behind the bench. You know one, which one I'm talking about, Sean, I'm, I'm sure, don't you? Like Yes. Yeah, there's I, a couple of them. 
like if you look at like the the goal impacts the goal differential impact thingy majig um <laughs> the what, goal, what's the official the, name of it but team it, i goal like differential i like components. it like, goal differential components that's what that's what you call it i just call it thingy majig but it's if you look at it you know the others are just kind of like average all the components yeah. are average except for like shooting they're like third worst shooting in the league yeah but then it doesn't feel like they have like a huge like nominal problem as it pertains to like scoring yeah i think they score like at five on five like two i'm going off the top of my head here i don't have it pulled up but like something like 2.8 goals per hour which is like above average like they're not they don't struggle necessarily to score goals per se like it's just a weird but their shooting percentage is i I don't know it's it was just strange. such a weird team. And there's like there's some weird special team stuff going in there going on there where it's like and that's what some people were saying is that they've if I do one think thing, some of it's some of it's special teams. Yeah. And that's sure. I think I think the one area I la- I landed on, I guess, around the Panthers is that they've gotten really unlucky. I think they've also um, I I don't know. I'm not a coaching guy. I don't, I can't. Uh, but I think Paul Maurice is. It's just a funny meme on on Twitter that I think maybe there is something with. Well, you know, you know Jets fans. <laughs> oh as yeah. they would say suffered through Paul Maurice. <laughs> uh, you know, sheltering uh, Nikolai Ehlers for mm-hmm. years, right? And um, and relying on Hellebuck basically to be the team for yeah forever. And, I mean, I will say Paul Maurice is a really kind of, you know, kind of interesting quote. Like, he definitely has some kind of, you know, and he's a little bit more animated. But, I mean, if I'm looking at the standings here, yeah, I mean, they have a negative eight goal differential overall. Yeah, um, it's just, it's funny to th- say, like, if oh, you would have, if you would have. But they have a positive even strength. Let me see what their even strength goal differential But is. I guess the final point, though, is I think it's a really interesting like if you would have told me last summer that the Panthers were basically bringing back the same team, except they're adding Matthew Kachuk and losing Huberto, and Kachuk's going to be their best player, which he's definitely been their best player this year. Like, I don't know where the rest. They of the played stuff, like short right? of men. They played short of men a yeah. few times. Well, and and, and like, Barkov has has dealt with several injuries. He's been sick. Like he's kind of you know that's a really important part of the team. Well, yeah, and I will say um, that I just I was just looking at five on five. The Panthers have a plus nine goal differential mm-hmm. at even strength and their overall is negative eight. So in the special teams and empty net stuff, they have a negative 17 goals differential in those strength states, which is that pretty much seems, I mean, just from very simplistic view is pointing towards special teams being an issue. And I know Bobrovsky has been, uh, yeah, like Josh just said, that's been rough, but it's funny because but- like every day, I will. Oh, sorry, you can go. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I was just no, gonna go say on. it's been funny because like when I do the site updates and checking on stuff, I was looking at the Rapham table, you know, even strength Rapham Corsi, and I just every single day I seen I've seen Matthew Kachuk at the top, which is like Matthew Kachuk start. He's just been dominating this year from a like shot impacts, which is like not surprising considering his um history i mean we could this this brought up other points that i was thinking about when you know leading up to the podcast we can get to in a little bit but it's just funny because it was like shocking to see how bad the panthers have been while matthew chuck is playing like and verhage has also been you know like that was another one some of the best hockey of his career and the panthers are just like well out of a playoff spot like seventh in the division it's just like what is it what do we have their percentage at right now i don't it's like 70 no, oh. is it might be lower. Yeah, it has to be, right? I mean, they're like bottom are they still like bottom 10, bottom 7 teams or something right now? Um 
One, it was what was oh, funny. Oh, forty-three percent. Yeah, no, they're sorry. Like, I, yeah. Those percentages can move when they're on the bubble. There, they can move a lot. Yeah, um, but it's just like, funny because I I felt like I the, the tweet I had about the Panthers kind of got picked up. Not this is a humble humble brag. No, um, <laughs> a little bit. And normally, like in that situation, like when you're asking about an entire team, like what's going on, you'll usually have some informed like fans who watch the team and will have some kind of input about. You know, like, oh, this is the ob- like, you know, one of the obvious reasons, right? Or there's like they can't score on like the Penguins with their power play, right? Or there's something like that that you would hear. But mm-hmm. there were, I mean, and there were a bunch of jokesters who wanted just to <laughs> joke about Paul Maurice, which I assume is just all Winnipeg fans, which nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but good old I, fun. There wasn't like anyone who really had a good like real reason that I I that responded. So I don't know. I I just think they're a really interesting case of like a team that kind of on the surface like. I don't know how many points they have last year, like over 100, 110. I oh, mean, yeah. no, they won the like, President's Trophy yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, pre- yeah, of course. Now, right. that's probably only because the Avalanche were so far ahead. And this is funny that I made, you know, someone asked this. Well, this is a complete, I keep diverting the conversation. Don't, we're, but, on a, we're on a good thread here, Luke. Don't, yeah. No, I'm, well, I was just <laughs> saying it was funny because um, when I we brought up our most unpopular hockey opinion, which is that the oh. Stanley Cup should be <laughs> awarded to the president instead of the trophy. President's Trophy in the playoff. Anyway, doesn't matter. And then people are like, oh, well, should the Panthers have won last year? It's like, well, no, because if the regular season determined who won, who was the best, you know, who got the Stanley Cup, well, the Avalanche wouldn't have been resting all of their players and playing like, you know, McDermott at forward and, and Jack, Jack Johnson, Johnson every yeah. night. Like that, they were giving their star top players like rest. Like they were, because they were leading by clearly going to be the first seed in the West. Like, but anyway, doesn't matter. Back to the Panthers. Um, I don't know, Sean. Did you have anything to add to that? I guess. I mean, I was going to add kind of maybe a point about like, I guess goal. Well, I would say like allocation. So, meaning, like, let's take a comparison here. I think it's a, a decent comparison. The Kings out west. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Kings take away the shootout wins, which I think adds to the goal differential. So, like. Not yes. the standings points goal, not the standings goal differential. Have a negative seven goal differential situations, one better than the Florida Panthers. But the LA Kings have fifty two points and sit second in the Pacific, right? Where and they have six shootout losses and twenty three wins, fourteen regular losses. So same number of games they have. 52 points or actually no they have two more games florida panthers you know they have four shootout losses 19 regular losses 18 wins the point being like we used to have like this thing like was it pythagorean yeah 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 the old baseball run squared plus blah 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 yeah right like which we like don't necessarily account for here like when we're looking at tables that are kind of like aggregating everything like we don't necessarily adjust for like the leverage or um i guess like someone might call it like garbage time right so like maybe a lot of what's being done productively for the panthers is like while they're losing and the models aren't overcorrecting for it like i don't know there's we're looking at like something that's kind of separate to the standings there's always something that's separate to the standings from like the goal differential itself yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Kind well, it's trail, it, it's funny talking about garbage time because it's a big thing in the NBA. If I remember correctly, when I was 
uh, looking into the different models in the that basketball or the NBA uses. And garbage time is a very big component. They do score adjustment differently. Like in hockey, the way we do it in our XG model, it goes from negative, well, yeah, it goes from negative four. If you're down by four goals or the home team is down by four goals up to the home team is leading by four goals or more. So the times where, like, it's actually, and that's like you can't really bin it out any further because it just gets into really, really small samples of games. Like, it doesn't really happen that often where teams are getting blown out or they're leading by significant. I mean, it feels like it sometimes, but then a lot of the time a, a team will bring it back. And then, yeah, sure, like maybe you're up 5-1, but we've seen that a couple a couple times this year where teams have blown four-goal leads, right? It's And so it's not like... Like, generally, if you're leading 5-1 in the first, you know, there's times where, like, a team could score two quick goals, it'll be 5-3, and then you're right back into playing, you know, in, quote-unquote, normal hockey where it's not. So, garbage time is kind of an interesting concept that I've thought about from a score adjustment standpoint. But I do think that a lot of it with the Panthers has to probably do, like you were saying, is is that the, you know, they've probably been chasing a lot, right? Like, they've been down in games or... I mean, I'm not really sure. I should go look. I meant to – I should have pulled up, like, the number of one-goal games they've had, like one-goal losses. Oh, I have a script for that, too. Um, somewhere, yeah. <laughs> like, I well, should have done something. I think the the final point I guess I, I have about the Panthers, we've kind of rambled about them enough, is that I think one of the things is that just overall last season, everyone on their team was good like, for the most yeah. part. They obviously had some players who were – like, I think Owen Tippett didn't have a good year, for instance, and, you know, some other players who were in the bottom. I think Mark Stahl, was he on their team last year? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, or, still, or, yeah, I think so. Or Frank Frank Bertrano was also not particularly great in the Panthers last year, but like almost every other player they had was fantastic. Now they've also they've been again. I think injuries is one thing. So Ekblad has missed a decent amount of time this year. Um, you know Barkov has been out. I think Duclair has been out for yeah. most of the year, right? And he was really good for them last year. And then they also have just like gone kind of had just an overall downgrade in terms of their in their skater performance this year. Outside of you know, and they lost Marchment who. You know, I but they added well. Marshman had a crazy kind yeah. of out of nowhere season last yeah, year. Yeah, I so I think it's it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. I just think it's interesting because usually when you look at a team, you're like, well, why aren't they doing? You know, why aren't they good? You can say, oh, well, they they don't they're not good. You can just go and look at <laughs> you know, their stats or whatever. But like the Panthers are one where it's like, like they've been pretty okay. Uh, like from a, some of the underlying quote unquote like offensive metrics, and they have a few power play or like you know special team issues with goaltending. It seems like, but not enough that you would be like. Oh, th- this is why they're so far low and it, so much lower than you would expect. And I don't know. It's just weird to have a President's Trophy team like this come back and all like of a sudden add a player like Kachuk. be seventh in their division. Yeah. Right? After you add Kachuk, I just think it's funny that the the biggest offseason teams were probably. I mean, in terms of like news stories, were like the you know Florida and Calgary with their trade, and then Columbus adding Goudreau, and all three of those teams have just been worse yeah like and columbus significantly underperformed like they're all yeah it's like calgary and well, florida made a huge I, trade and well, this is one of the things I, both they both suck i wanted to talk <laughs> so i had one thought that was kind of funny is that because josh did our model evaluation like or the the public model like team point projections evaluations mm-hmm. today and it was funny because it was like i've consistently been seeing the jets and the stars overperforming the public projected models and it's funny because they both got new coaches and the Dallas former head coach, Rick Bonus is now coaching the Jets. And Peter DeBoer is now coaching the Stars. And it's funny because, like, you know, Jets fans would constantly complain about Paul Maurice. And then Dallas fans would constantly complain about Rick Bonus. And then they switched 
and Maurice went to Florida. Florida's tanked. <laughs> Bonus went to Winnipeg, and Winnipeg's doing much better this year than people expected them to. And I just think that's kind of a silly thing. The same thing with Huberto and and Kachuk is that it's like this weird thing. And and Goudreau, I was looking at our player cards, and it's like he's like his like rating on our player cards right now is like fifty two. It's like this is like one of the top free agents from last offseason, and he's having, like, a pretty mediocre... Like, they just paid, what, like, nine... Was it ten million? Um, Same thing with Hubert. Yeah, same thing with Hubert. It's like, are they really that... They're really that contract year, you know, greedy? Like, they just played out of their minds, and then they got their, you know, eight million, eight-year contracts. He's comfortable in his favorite city, Johnny was, like, top ten, like, projected in Gar. I know. Yeah, no, I mean, yes. You You can't be pulling those cards. What cards? What that he's he's no, just, oh what, that he, was it just the contract here? Oh no no no! no I, I'm I, just I, joking. I'm Johnny just went joking. to BC, you but also <laughs> I will say that I have you know it's it's funny. Well, and I only first, bring this up well, because I I don't want to you know I don't want to talk about my fantasy hockey team too much. But <laughs> we went right by the book. I draft and this is a terrible thing. I, we shouldn't have done this. I should have gone. Okay, I have these players rated way higher, but I know they're going to fall, so I'll take other players. Doesn't matter. But when it came to my position, it was Goudreau and Huberto were the players that were up, and I was like, I don't want to take them. Like Goudreau is going to Columbus. They're gonna suck. They're gonna be awful, and I don't want to take Goudreau. But it's like really hard to account for future team impacts without just well, kind of guessing. I think. I, I think that it's Columbus. I think is much. I still think that there's. Assistant, like they're not really they're they're they know what they are right like they know what they're doing and they're like like I think like this is one of the funny thing like I had another thing that in the last because we haven't had a show or an episode in like two weeks so there's been some stuff that we've been looking into but I was like I want to know what are the teams that are that we should actually be watching for the tank right because we've talked about this before. But there are a couple teams that are you just watch them and it's some of the worst hockey you've seen in a couple <laughs> years. Now, obviously, last year it was like. Arizona was the team that, or Montreal also didn't look particularly great last year. But like you watched Arizona last year, if you if you like if bad hockey is what you're into, that's the you know, and that each season you want to watch some bad hockey, which I completely understand because that's Luke and I sometimes, right? Sometimes I just want to watch it, absolute shit, yeah. just like complete <laughs> terror. Like these are professional, the top in the top league in the world. Yeah, these teams are playing but, like like anyway. last season was it was like the Coyotes. That was your ticket. I mean, the Flyers are kind of not not. I mean, there were some other teams in there, but like it was the Coyotes. That's who you watch. And the year before was, I don't even remember who it was. And then we had the 1920 Red Wings, the infamous 1920 Red oh, Wings. Oh, yeah. Who still, I can't, I go back and be like, I was looking at kind of historic you oh, know, yeah. points percentage. It's like, how the hell did that Red Wings team manage that? And there's some other ones, right? This year, though, there is a good, nice, cr- big crop of bad <laughs> hockey teams. And I was like, I want to figure out which of these do I think are actually like the worst. And the long story was, this is the Blackhawks by, I think, by a, a lot. Oh, yeah. They are, but the, the, the Ducks also, I think, aren't really covered because they're a West Coast team and they're no one's on their team other than Troy Terry and Zegras. And but the, the Ducks, from what I've seen, have also been just atrocious from a viewing standpoint too. Now they have a couple fun players, but like you know, and then so, I think I mean, you know the Coyotes have Keller. So and- the bottom line is, I think what I came up to is it's basically I think right now the teams that are I think legitimately are in the tank that are like. Is it's it's Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, um, Arizona, Arizona, 
Philly and San Jose, but I don't think San Jose should be included because they've been much better than the record, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and I think it's really between Chicago, Anaheim, and Columbus. And you can't tell me that Columbus, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just like feel like they off must have offset the having to bring in Goudreau and hope that they can do a quick rebuild, and they're going to keep Goudreau and hope that they get a couple good years in like two or three years, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I'm still trying to make sense of that. Why would you sign Gabranson for four Sorry, years? Sean's then? looked okay. like he's wanted to say something throughout my entire yeah. time talking. So I'm I was shut just, up. I was thinking. So again, I was thinking about this topic this morning. I don't even know how we're, we're just thinking about the same things now. <laughs> but I was thinking about this this morning, and then I'm thinking to myself, Do you remember like two years ago? Was it, or was it last off season? Last off season. The yeah, depending on how you see it. So the off season going into last season so like the summer 2021 okay yeah. the chicago blackhawks gave up a first round pick plus for seth jones oh yeah the columbus blue jackets like this was a team that thought that they could compete that they were like <laughs> going to be competing in the next couple of years they gave up a first round pick for seth jones like regardless of like the fact that he's not good like <laughs> well, well then they, they signed him to like a nine million dollar that's what that's what like gets me. Like Columbus, I think has known that they suck. Yeah, like they've sucked for years, and that it is what it is, and they can't attract players. And I don't know how you break out of that, really. Ooh, Jones has been real not good. He's replacement <laughs> level this year. He was like, sorry, let Sean finish here. Sorry, Anaheim. <laughs> I had higher expectations for them. I thought Anaheim would be half decent this year, and then they would be like a bubble ish team, and then sell off. It was kind of my idea. I did not see foresee how awful Anaheim would be. I think a lot of that is really coaching, and I think a lot of it is just like goaltending to play out at this point. I think goaltending well, isn't Dallas Eakins their coach? Yeah, but I think part of some of the goaltending is because the defensive structure, yes, yeah, like, yeah, literally yeah. just doesn't exist. Like it's no, or it's anti productive in some senses. It's like the worst defensive structure I've ever. Oh yeah, no. An- Anaheim, Chicago Ooh. is the is offensive worse, and I think Anaheim is defensive worse. But watching the Blackhawks is miserable. I think their numbers would indicate that the Anaheim has a worse defensive system than Chicago. But there's something about that Blackhawks team this year. I don't know what it is, but it just is an absolute mess to watch. Like no, like it well, was. It's really yeah. funny, even like when we when we bring this up. Like so, if people follow us on Twitter, they saw that we were excited for the Aval- for the for the Coyotes and the Blackhawks to face off. Yeah, because uh, every day <laughs> when I do the game projections, you know, I just I run them and I check what the probabilities were, and it was like Arizona was in Chicago. They were playing on the second night in of a back to back. And they had a 63% chance to win <laughs> by our model. And I was like, okay, how the hell? It literally every single time when I, like, Calgary just lost to the Blackhawks, right? We had them favored at, like, almost 80%, like, on as a road team. Like, this doesn't, like... No, this and Blackhawks that's Calgary. Team. Like if yeah. if like this isn't like you know where the Bruins are playing the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks are in, normally these type of percentages like from our model would be like the Blackhawks are going to Boston. They're playing the best team in the league, yeah. and they're on the second night of a back to back. Then we're going to get like eighty five percent, maybe. This is I, like yeah. if that happens and this year, I'm like worried that the model's going to shoot out like a 95 percent win for the <laughs> Bruins. Like I'm like not joking. Like is there a, are the Blackhawks uh, going to Boston at any time? Are they? Are, did they already, play? already played. We we okay. talked about this. We did. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. The game that you, yeah. So I 
I do you... think like the proper thing would have been to give everybody their money back for that game. <laughs> and I will eventually write up about. I will write up with like detailed data. It'll be a fun article uh, when I get around to it of the worst... how abysmal the Blackhawks played that night. Like how pure of a domination I, it was. I didn't watch it, and and the the way you've talked about this game really makes me want to go back and I know. rewatch this game so that I could just kind of be in on the, uh, the go ahead on the in go ahead should. go watch be, it. I I kind of want it was it. on. So here's a secret though. I think if I remember correctly. Um, the game occurred on November nineteenth, but in ESPN Plus, it's on the twentieth. So you may okay. have to. I'll go like, yeah. do a little extra look for it. Because and yeah. also oh, Bruins sorry. right now. Let's talk about the Bruins for a second. Bruins. Plus sixty nine goal differential. I did see that. Nice. I think it's so. Nice. It might be a little <laughs> bit off because it's kind of weird. It's I'm off not... the standings because of shootout wins and losses. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because our goal differential doesn't include shootouts that's right yes yeah correct but the Ducks negative 74 oh my god (laughs) are the blackhawks playing it no it's just funny i when i look at our our game projection like you know cards i just whenever i see the blackhawks rolling 25 game metrics i'm like come on like we it's like are you because so anyway back to the arizona the coyotes versus the blackhawks it was one of the worst hockey games i've ever seen um but it was so fun. But it was so funny. It was like, like these are prof- NHL teams, right? Well, and teams like it'd be like everyone would be trying something. Like it's like they're all trying to play and do these fancy things, and it would just every time it either ends in an icing or it ends in a turnover. Oh, it was a mess. Or players are falling over. I I kind of this Coyotes year, like this Coyotes team this year though, is like kind of like a they're they're like my kind of underdog team where cuz they have they seem like they really want to win. Like you watch some teams and they're like completely checked yeah, out. Yeah, the Blackhawks are like depressing yeah. to but watch. But the Coyotes like, have some zip, they got some pep, like they got they're trying. Like it's I don't know. I I I like this Coyotes team and I also think can't wait for uh you know them to pick up Austin Matthews in 2 years when his contract. Draft Bedard and yeah, sign yeah, get Bedard. Austin Matthews. Yeah. Oh, and you're and then that's you know, it's it's party time in Arizona, you know. <laughs> Let's let's switch this up. Switch this up. I'm and I'm again like I'm in like all situations. I'm in a table I'm not usually in. I'm in all situations, non-score venue adjusted. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's fair. Sometimes you need to do it. The, yeah. The Carolina Hurricanes, as we speak right now on Monday night, have a plus eight hundred seventy-eight <laughs> C differential. Yeah. All shot times. The neck. The second place team. Is the Flames? You want to guess where where is it they like are? Two fifty, three hundred. No, it's more than that at least. Okay, okay. like four hundred and seventy nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Hurricanes. Well, you that was we also. I don't know if you saw that game that they were. Was it against Nashville and Nashville won? They had yeah. the most shots for in a game. I I'm I'm pretty sure it was since two thousand seven. I think the last game that people were going back to look was it like in the nineties. There were like two other games that a team. Well, has it had was the more it, shots for than the Hurricanes. It was the did. third most saves a goalie That's had made was, yeah, in NHL history. Soros so had. Yeah. It's pro- possible if you go back with shots for, but like it was funny because a lot of their shots weren't blocked. So like. They didn't have a, a super high Corsi, like, relative. Like, no, there's I mean, been, like, 15 or 20 games with more yeah. shot attempts, raw shot attempts for, but just the number of shots they got on goal was, 
like the yeah. highest we've seen. I got, and I, we only tuned in like the third period. I was only watching, yeah. and then they of course, so of course they lost. I mean, there, there's nothing more on brand than Carolina just massively outshooting their opponent and then losing. Yeah, like that's what they've been doing forever. Now I do, I feel like there might be a little like, well, I don't know. I I I actually don't really like the idea of like a rink bias in terms of the way that shots are accounted for on a systemic like issue. Kind well, and of. the thing is, it doesn't um, really. It's it shouldn't that be was, that big of a. People were kind of saying it, it's not, but that's I only just think that's, that's if what, you just look at shots for. Yeah, because normally what people complain about is they're considering a shot that would have missed the net if yeah. the goalie hadn't caught it. Right, they're considering that a shot on goal. Yeah, which is not normally counted. It's normally would be counted a miss. Um, I believe. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's how it works. Anyway, yeah. But that's not, no one ever really looks at who's, shots for. And Sean, shots who's against. on the other side of that? I'm curious who has the, the negative. Who is leading? Is it is it the uh, it's Blackhawks? It's got the Blackhawks. Or is it the Ducks? Like, is it, let's see, let's see. Can we is guess? It, is it negative, negative four, 410? Negative 550. Negative 550 is roughly the Blackhawks, but they're not last. <laughs> oh, they're <laughs> not last? And it's not the Ducks? Is it the Blue Jackets? Oh, is it? I really? just looked at this. How do I not know what this is? It the Canadians, maybe? No, it's the Yotes. Oh, okay. oh, okay. It's the Coyotes. Yeah, you Negative know they try. Six hundred and sixty-two. Yeah, I mean, there. These are. Here's the thing. We haven't had a website since the fourteen fifteen Sabers. I was only like a mega wild fan at the time, and so I wasn't watching and paying attention to the league like I do kind of now. So this is a fun time to be alive. <laughs> is when you have this it's kind a of fun effort. Time. <laughs> um, well, so, like, the, oh, so I'm the, sorry because I know that some people hate this and don't like the idea of tanking and don't like bad hockey and all that stuff. But I find it fascinating. I think, I think it's real the, fun to watch. Yeah, the pure pure bottom though is the Buffalo Sabers 1450s. Yep. And to put that into context, I'm sure you guys have that memorized. All situations, Corsi differential of negative two thousand one hundred fifty-seven. <laughs> so, like, I, mean, I don't think the Coyotes, in terms of of uh, Corsi differential are gonna get there. However, I do think we have a couple of chasers potentially <laughs> for the nineteen twenty Red Wings who weren't able to finish off the year at a negative hundred and twenty three goal differential. <laughs> yeah, the Ducks yeah. might Ducks might catch that. So now they're fifteenth. How many, how many 15th games did they worse play? since two thousand seven eight? How many games did they play? It's like seventy one. Are you talking nineteen twenty Red Wings? It's probably like 70, yeah, 71. Yeah, so they played 71. Yeah. Okay, now you how guys many, know what was there? Yeah. The I was just going to prorate this real quick. What was there? Negative 129? 134, wasn't it? No, no, negative 123. 123. 123. So times Oh, we we also need to take a break here. We're yeah. way past yeah, our... Yeah, we, we so do. They're, they're, they were on... Fun. They would have been a negative uh, 142 goal differential. So right now... Played, we're, that was the pace they were playing at. And you said, games. what are the Ducks? What are, what's their goal? Negative 70... Something right? Negative seventy four. Yeah, in and they're I, I think games. Yeah, we're ha- we're basically roughly halfway. They played forty one games, so they're like they're like probably yeah. going to break the Red Wings. Um, two thousand seven. Yeah, they're on. They're, you said negative seventy seven. No, negative seventy four. So negative okay. one forty eight would be the number. Yeah, that's the pace they're on, which is going to break. The Red Wings pace. Well, yeah. Well, they currently are breaking the Red Wings pace for goal differential in, in the negatives. 
Um, yes. But the, the one thing I actually am really con- I'm interested in also, while we're on this topic, last thing, is the Ducks uh, XG percentage in any form. <laughs> the Ducks ex- expected goals per- percentage at 5-on-5, five five, I should say specifically, is by far the worst. They're the, uh, the Only the 14-15 Sabres are below 40%, along with the Ducks. But the Ducks are worse than that, and they have their Rapham is, <laughs> I mean, compared to any, their team Rapham from an XG per, uh, differential standpoint is like miles worse than any other team that we've seen since Yeah, it's like it's like Patrick and, Kane's defense yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> like Patrick Kane's ex-Gar and Gar, I think, he's on pace to have like triple the worst even strength defense. Like total Gar, like uh, yeah. ex-Gar. I think the last time I looked, it could have gotten a little better, but So, those it's are, like, these are I guess to, to put a pin in this cuz we should take a break. And P, but, they're probably going to trade him at the deadline and there's going to be teams that want Patrick Kane oh, on their yeah. team and it's like do you know that he's like the worst defensive forward in the league, and like, yeah, sure, you want all these cups, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. He's been not good for like three years. Well, and he's not even doing anything offensively now. Granted, no. Chicago is like, I think that they're all in. I, I think that <laughs> Kane and Taves know. They're like, and they are like, sorry, the, the GMs are but like, also, look, guys, just like, to yeah, put a, this to is to what's put happening. Put a this pin year. in this. All of these teams are probably going to try to get worse, right? Yeah, I know. So when the deadline yeah. happens, we're going to see even worse hockey. But it's the one last... of those things like it, it, you're starting like what we talked about with the Sabers in fourteen fifteen and like some of those teams. You're starting to approach the point at which it's almost becoming is it a PR embarrassment to start trading away your like to actively embrace this right? Like that's the other thing. You're, it's kind of the push and pull of teams <laughs> knowingly being bad. They all know it. Like everyone knows it, but they also are still going to have to like get worse to compete with the other. Now I know the lottery system is in place that makes it a little harder. Blah blah blah. But also everything I've heard, I. Was it this draft class? It's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, I think this upcoming draft class is yeah, supposed Connor to be. Bernard, dude. No, I know that, but outside of that, the rest of the draft class, I, I think I've heard it's, it's really supposed to strong. Be good, but yeah. you're talking about the best Canadian since Sidney Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> since since Crosby, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did so... you not see him at World Juniors? I saw you didn't, but. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, let's Did wait I, for the kid to play some defense. You know what I yeah. mean? Let's wait. And let's let's so, see what he he, he does. He can play defense. He's got an all around game. He's got all around game. Wow, you're all in on. You're, he's he's you're like, make, he's almost the level of Austin Matthews. <laughs> in in a complete There's player, no, no mention <laughs> deadpan from Sean. No mention of McDavid or yeah. anyone else who has been uh, in the league since then. Let's go to break. We can continue arguing about Connor Bedard afterwards, which we will not be doing. There's not a new sponsor. I'm getting this out there before Sean can say it. There's no new oh, sponsor. I know. I'm ruining that's Sean's That's what night. you would say if there was a new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. One yeah. day we're just going to like, you don't, you, we're going to just do it. And yeah. you're never going to say anything. Yeah. And you'll joke. And I we'll skip s- over it anyway. When I, The yeah. like times that I do listen to this, I skip over the ad. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Anyways. Sorry, Josh. Um, you did a great job on it, and hopefully others enjoy it. And we'll be <laughs> back after this break. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL Goals Above Replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus skater contract projections visualizations charts and much more visit evolving-hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber thank you so much for that message uh from our lovely sponsor we're back for 
the second half, or it's really going to be like a third, maybe, because we went so long in the first half. Went a little long. But we did go a little It's long. been two weeks. We're it has fun. It has been two weeks. We're going to focus on a couple of players here, I think. Let me talk about some talk about some players. Talk about some teams. Let's talk about some players. Everybody wants to talk about Tage Thompson. Tage. And, Tage. Uh, <laughs> Tajay. Um, well, let's first talk about uh, the Hart Trophy winner of the 2023 season, <laughs> Jack Hughes. <laughs> Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes right now so leads hot the league right in Gar. What? So hot right now. Sorry, continue. Don't listen to Luke. Sorry. That's well, we're zoo- not talking about appearance here. <laughs> Have um, you not seen Zoolander? Come on. <laughs> and maybe that's from my no. time. Oh, it's Will Ferrell. Before, and Zo- I am an elder now, though. But <laughs> so he watch. leads the league in Gar right now. Seventeen point three as we as we write this. Seventeen point three Gar. Uh, second place is Mark Stone at fourteen point eight. So he has quite the quite the um, lead in Gar. Then X Gar. Going over here for a second, but I believe he's second place. He's yeah, second, second behind, place in the league. Behind McDavid, yeah. 19.6 behind McDavid, who has 25. Um, the power play merchant. Um, <laughs> Jack Hughes, I, I've been able to, now that the Devils are good, I'll watch them a little bit more this year. And he's having the best year of his career, right? And I saw that, that Dom tweet from like two years ago got brought back up of who would you rather, Jack Hughes or Maurice Sider? Um. So he's kind of Jack's been in the news today. He's got what eight goals in the last five games, um, I believe. So he's been um, quite successful lately. I don't, I don't judge his looks, but um, <laughs> and he's he's been lifting the dead soul that is Eric Hall up pretty much all year. <laughs> and it's been it's been quite impressive to watch. Yes. Well, I will say that Jack Hughes. We. Um, I think that there was some talk a couple of years ago. Well, the, there was the other tweet that got brought up brought up because I saw Michael was tweeting out some ch- new charts about his shooting stuff and goaltending. And there's the classic, you know, from Dom where he tweeted a couple of years ago, like if Jack Hughes could learn to f- score or something, he, it'd be over for everybody. I think it's over for all of you and Jack Hughes learns to finish. Or yeah, something. I think it's something like that. Something like that, which is well, funny. But I remember we had a couple. It was it two off seasons ago now. Was it before the 2021 season? I think that our model, I think, or it may have been before. I'm trying to remember how when it was, but we had. I remember our projections, our guard projections for players were really high on Jack Hughes, and I remember we had a lot of. We have several Devils fans, um, were like, "Are you? Where is this coming from?" Blah blah blah. Um, and so I actually went and looked at it at the time. I should go and like kind of look at the timing of it. But then we we were on. I think the pucks is a pucks and pitchfork is another podcast that I've been on a couple times, and they were very interested in that as well. And it's mostly that the trajectory of of Hughes has kind of followed some other really good young players. Um, and he's been. I I guess I don't. I haven't looked quite um, into. Um, well, it's it. I think at at the time it was. I think I want to say it was out. It was heading into the twenty one twenty two season. Yeah, um, it was heading into last yeah. season. And Hughes had played. He played fifty six games in twenty twenty one. Um, the twenty twenty one season, and it was heading into last season that our, I think our 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 guard projection model picked up on him, and that was a kind of after he had had a uh, a pretty good defensive season. And I think that's one of the things is it's pretty rare for. Um, I think kind of quote unquote top plane uh, forwards or young forwards, especially to have like a really good defensive performance, especially forwards. You see it more, I think, with defensemen that come in that are more like defense first, younger players that they are maybe that's kind of what their specialty is. But I think with Hughes, at least in his first main season was that he had, he was also really solid 
he was he saw it on both ends of the ice, and um, that's kind of a lot of where his values come from. This well, obviously his offense is the main driving force, but he's been very good defensively as well. So I think he's one of the more um, well, and he also has really good penalty numbers too. Yeah, like he's, he always, he has he's all... like extremely well rounded, especially this year. Um, and I don't know, there's not really I think because it's of... not like he's you know I mean I think you know some things with our X car model that have been a little bit. <laughs> Well, it wasn't. It's just there's some players that they just have some crazy shooting numbers. Like they'll have, you know, it's like you see it. I think Sean somebody added us for about Bo, Bo Horvat having like shooting twenty five percent and like leading our X car or whatever. And it's just like it's one of the things. Like I'm currently, I was just kind of pecking away at our X car write up. Oh, Sean's um, favorite thing. Yeah, it's getting I think close. I'm, I'm almost at three thousand words now, so it's gonna be it's kind of long. Um, probably. I mean, it's not as long as our goals, but the plays were right. <laughs> that one is three parts. So it was like twelve thousand words. Anyway, more than but that. But it's I think. it's it's one of those things that's kind of like I don't think there. You know, sometimes there are players that will have kind of unsustainable shooting that kind of pushes their value up in our models. That it's not like you know, it's pretty rare, but it shows up at the top of the charts, so everyone notices it. It's like not something that. So it's it is probably a unintentional or not it's not wrong per se it's just kind of something that i didn't well it's i I, like we'd have to go in and like manually change something like just to do an ad hoc adjustment to like change that because of the framework of how the shooting component works but anyway jack hughes is not dry most of his value is not coming from shooting um which is you know that's a you know it's kind of a, a a cool a cool thing to see a young player like that who's very very well rounded um, you know, I think right now, um, five, basically he has, if you look at the sub components, uh, of, or sub models of our XR model, um, all of his goals above average from shooting, he's like in the, of the top 10, probably ev- like everybody has above nine or six Jason Robertson doesn't, but then like, you know, it's McDavid, McCann, Horvat, Carlson, Pasternak, Tage Thompson, you know, these are all like bunch of goals relative to their peers and Hughes and Robertson are the are the ones who are adding quite a bit of value from the other components like their like dr- their impact on driving shoot shot rates and shot quality um you know now Eric Carlson all the other players are good at this too obviously but um Jack Hughes is currently I wonder if he's leading in all in penalties yeah he is currently leading the league by quite a bit in his gar added or goals above average from penalties um so that means drawing a lot of penalties and not taking any penalties he is currently at 4.2 goals above average from penalties and the next player is troy terry at 2.8 so you know he's just an extremely well-rounded player and it's really cool to see kind of somebody who maybe i i don't know if they were considering him maybe it was just rangers fans who were calling him a bust but i don't know if like i remember hearing that just well i think it it yeah, he was because was he, well, he was first overall, right? No, mm-hmm. yeah, he was, and I think that's always yeah, like, like you know, yeah. It, he it's didn't like, even follow like the whole thing too, like no, because he had a lot of pressure on him, like back when he was a teenager. So he played, he didn't take like the normal American route, and he played in the GTHL, which is the, it's like the b- big minor midget, like fifteen year olds um league in ontario in the greater toronto area it's like it's basically where everybody who's good has played that has come out of ontario before 
Mm-hmm. Um, some NHL players even go back and and buy teams like uh, John Tavares and Sam Gagne as an example. Huge, huge league. Like it takes like fifteen thousand dollars a year to get in. So he played his minor hockey uh, or his minor midget hockey in Toronto. And so that's an even added pressure. He got drafted into the OHL. He never decided to go play. But like he was known, it was known similar to like, well, Shane Wright didn't end up being first overall pick, but similar to, to some others like Lafreniere, um, Matthews, McDavid. Like it was known that he was going to be the first overall pick since he was 14. And so he had that added pressure on him coming in. And um, I think he's on the younger side, too. I don't have my birth- his birthday in front of me. But, like, when he came in as a kid, like, he clearly didn't succeed right away. And he did an interview with, I don't remember who he did it with, but, like, he was very transparent about, like, the fact that it wasn't, he did not have a good first couple of seasons. Well, yeah, either, but it, it was so. really only his first year that he kind of, quote-unquote, struggled. I mean, he was negative. First year was a disaster. Yeah, it was not good. He played 61 games in the infamous 1920 season um, with the Devils. And also, I think there are a little bit of, I don't know, I think it kind of gets glossed over now, and I, I don't know if this would be the case, because obviously he's just very, very good now, but I, I think COVID had a pretty weird and large impact on a lot of young players, I would assume, in the way that they're entering the league, and I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, obviously, he played most of the 1920 season before COVID was really, like, had shut down the league, but, um, and also he came after, but I think that some of that also wouldn't surprise me if there were some, you know, but it's also not all that uncommon for a player in their first year to struggle a little bit who was highly, you know, a highly touted prospect and then come back the next year and be solid and then kind of continue their trajectory. Um, but yeah, it's really, I mean, Hughes is like one of my favorite players to watch in the league. He's like so good all around. He kind of reminds me of, well, I don't even know who he's he the Jared Spurgeon of yeah. forwards. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. It's like watching Jared for Jared Spurgeon play forward. But uh, I was going to say on the flip side, I just noticed that his older brother, Quinn, is not having a very good year this uh, this year. I don't know if you've been. No, well, the Canucks are kind of in shambles. But it's it's hilarious that I was looking at it's. But if you look at his, I was gonna tweet this, but I didn't want to be rude in the middle of our podcast and you guys see that I tweeted something while I, you know, <laughs> I, we were talking. But um, that Quinn Hughes is now in his uh, his fifth season in the league. Um, he played now. I this is just part of the is is in eighteen nineteen. He only played five games, but he put up zero point three gar or x gar. In the 1920 season, he put up 11.9 XGAR. Can you guess what he put up in the 2021 season? Three? He put up 0.2 XGAR. Last season, he put up 14 XGAR. And then this season, he's put up negative 0.5 XGAR. <laughs> so, oh, zigzag. Yeah. He's gone yeah. from replacement level to like one of the better defensemen of the league. Defenseman in the league, back and forth. Uh, and now this, this is the is... Shane Gossespear effect. Yeah, Shane Gossespear so, did this too. Now, obviously, Kopitar was always really, really good. Though. I know. Yeah, and he would go from like elite to like really, really good to elite to really, really good kind of thing. Uh, so now anyway. I'm tweeting that. I just tweeted that chart because I wrote it up and then I was waiting to bring oh, up don't, that point. Don't kick the cornet's <laughs> nest that is Vancouver fans. Well, who did he play with last year? I, uh, I didn't even I don't. think he did well last year. I I don't know. He was you know, really good I, last I would, year. I wonder if it's um, if it's just been. Is it a shooting thing? It's not. It's not from shooting, is it? Well, you know, I'm not well, sure. Like, here's the thing: is like, if you remember his first good season, was with um, Chris Tanev. Yeah, and the Tanev brothers, right? Like, who's a super defensive defenseman? 
Yeah, actually, Luke, you're onto something. Is it is pretty much shooting? Shooting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. Oh, it's it? not. All, it's not all. But it like I guess that you would find a correlation between having a good season that you'd also be pretty good at shooting, right? No, I mean his shooting has gone from like negative two point negative three to plus two. So it's not like no, a huge it's, it's, crazy. It's just like because what was it? Is it penalties? No, it's been his like shot quality. That's been the one. Well, that's been all negative. It's been he. It's actually weird. Why didn't it's nobody been... tell me he's been playing with Luke Shen? Why has that, that been occurring? Yeah, that won't help you. And it is just that's kind not, of well. That's the last two seasons. That shouldn't that shouldn't create any sort of structured change that like can't be made up. Uh, no, not because kind of like I don't know. There's still something. It, it's funny. I mean, I know we've thought about this or we've talked about this before, but it it, it is kind of funny, especially with the Tage Thompson revelations this season and last season. How like. Sometimes there are players that are literally just, you know, like Nick Delorier, right? Or Jack Johnson. They are bad and they are going to stay bad. You know, Ristolainen is another one that's like, it just, there's, doesn't matter what you do or who you put them with or what system you put in, they're going to be bad. It's just, same thing with good. You have Bergeron, you know, McDavid, Matthews, Spurgeon, (laughs) you know, these players that are like consistently good and they are going to have consistent impacts. And then there's just some players like Gostas Bear is one. um, Quinn Hughes is another one like that really bounce around a lot. And it's kind of hard to really put a, you know, you could say, oh, well, you know, these you're not properly measuring uh, X, Y and Z. You know, maybe the competition isn't blah, 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 or teammates or uh, deployment or systems, whatever, but it's like it's kind of be a different scenario, I would imagine, regard like for each player. And you don't, you never really know. Like, you know, we've seen this, I think, with like, you know, even off ice issues, you know, that like you think it maybe is like a struggle, like, you know, something like it, it's just hard to really put your finger on it and to find like a definite thing that's going to explain what it is, you know. Because I think, like, we've seen this with players that it's come out after the fact that they struggled with, I don't know, they had substance abuse issues and or mental health issues, and you could try to conflate one thing, and then it could end up that it actually had nothing to do with what you thought it was, and it's just a hard thing. Sometimes players are very consistent, and, you know, I think who was a, who, who we had this question, Charlie Coyle was like this for a while, where he was just solidly average like every single season, and then he had a really bad leader. I, we need but, to update our our most average player. Like, yeah, wasn't, that, it, really? yeah. wasn't it Stefan Veiu? No, Stefan Veiu is the ultimate replacement level player. Oh, every okay. year he was basically replacement level, and it's like a straight line for like eight years. Um, who class? You know, Minnesota Wild legend Veiu. For everyone who knows, uh, remember classic him. classic GIF of him um, gnawing his I, teeth at it. We might need to do a little query later tonight just to update our current like most consistently average player yeah. i think because coil was it but he's not anymore and he's bounced around enough that i think I we like can't kind of sherry would have been one for a bit that's that sounds potential. right i'm also thinking kind of th- i this is on on uh on topic today but nick dowd is having like a really good defensive season but he's i was looking at it he's been kind of consistently like average like never terrible um, you know, I kind of forget that he plays for Washington because I never watched the Capitals. But <laughs> he's been on that. Sorry, like, Capitals fans. He's been on that team for like six years, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I guess I kind of didn't." Yeah, and Garnett that. Hathaway. Those are the two. It's like, yeah, yeah Hathaway those are, is. It's always funny. It's the same thing with like for me. It's like, oh, Parisi's still in the league, isn't he? 
Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Islanders fans. Don't Wait, watch what? the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Parisi scored. It's like, hold on. What? 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 I don't know. It's but just like back to yeah. the. I guess back to the to final finish up on the Canucks is that they're they're basically like their entire defensive uh, defense. All of their defensemen have been like bad. Now, like I think the Canucks in general have been not good this year. Other than obviously. Pedersen and Horvat, but like their top, at least right now. Actually, let me. I'm on the wrong tool. I was going to look at their current lines, um, according to Cap Friendly. Shout out Cap Friendly. No, uh, shout out to Cap Friendly. Um, they, uh, their top two, at least right now, have been Hughes and well. Now it's Cap Friendly list Hughes with Bear as the top pair, which you were saying he's been playing primarily with Shen. But I'm I Shen yeah, is now on Bear's been a newer one. Yeah, and then. Oh, yeah, and Myers. Myers is consistent. <laughs> I always yeah. forget they have Tyler Myers still. And they have OEL, um, both of which have not been a very good pair. Luke Shen has been really bad this year as well. The only, like, uh, I actually, hold on really quick. Let me just, I just had this up. The only players, the only defensemen that the Canucks have had who have been above average, because I'm in the X, the submodels, is Kyle Burrows, uh, who's played 17 games, and Ethan Bear has been slightly above average for the Canucks. And every other defenseman they have has been um, below average. Like, not good. I think we talked about this, but I was able to see a Tyler Myers hat trick in person. uh, (laughs) I don't remember remember talking about this. Yeah. So you know what it is, right? It's it's three penalties in a game. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You were a little too straight on that. They're almost always always, uh, tripping penalties. No, it's a legitimate thing. It's a legitimate thing. The Tyler Myers hat trick. I was. I felt blessed because, like, I think it's the end of his term, and I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Hockey men love the like they're really tall but ineffective players. So oh yeah, probably find like a contract somewhere. But yeah. Anyway, so they. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We could talk. I'm the Canucks have been talked about quite a bit, but Bo Horvat is looking like he's going to be making quite a bit of money uh, in in this coming off season based uh, yeah. on. His performance this season, I think it's him and Pedersen, right? And then Kuzmenko has been. Is Pet- oh, and Pedersen's not up. They signed. No, him I'm again. talking about yeah. their like the the Canucks players who have been good, like who've been really good. Now Demko is completely he's hurt now, but I that doesn't help either. So I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, Quinn Hughes is like a really interesting player now that I'm looking at his like trajectory year over year and kind of the way he plays. And I don't, you know, it's really funny. <laughs> I was just looking at this. Also, talking- why do Jack and Luke look so similar, but Quinn Hughes doesn't seem to look like either? I mean, like he looks a little bit like him, right? But like Jack because, and Luke like, Hughes look tell, really like, Quinn- similar. So Quinn definitely like <laughs> plays for the Canucks. I think he blocks <laughs> from the demons. Sorry, what did you say? He blocks the others from the demons. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> you ever yeah. see, like, like clearly, like, there are demons, and I think, like, he <laughs> is, like, the big brother that, that Shielded like, is them? making the sacrifices there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, and he's, like, he's aging. He's got age before all of them. He's got, like, have gray hair in his, like, 40s, early 40s. <laughs> so he's going to be 31 on the Canucks after their continued failures. Balding. balding <laughs> gray hair and balding, and just, like, Dallas Eakins will be their coach in or or you know uh Peter DeBoer after he's gone through three more teams where he's really good for 2 years and then they completely fail. Uh that's what yeah, it'll be in in how old is Quinn Hughes? Is he 24? Uh 25? I I mean Luke, you know, we really should have gotten in He was 2017 drafts. So is he he's 20 He's 23. He's 23. When does he turn 24? Um I will pull up his Wikipedia page right now. Uh he tr- just turned 23 actually in October. 
So really? yeah, October fourteenth, nineteen. Well, yeah, you said it. You're, you, I mean, well, not exactly, but anyway. <laughs> I, I, I just thought I was. Here. It was funny. Luke, Luke, and Jack Hughes look very similar, and then Quinn Hughes like doesn't <laughs> looks like Quinn Hughes. <laughs> he looks like Quinn Hughes. He always looks Wait. Quinn Hughes. Yeah, sorry, what? They're related. I, saw, they're related. I, forgot, oh, I was. I'm struggling with the with the age. Wasn't there a lot of like? I feel like I saw a lot of people arguing about Luke Hughes on 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 Twitter. Like, when uh, is he drafted? When is he going to be drafted? Well, he the yeah, the Devils toxic. already drafted. him. Oh, the Devils have him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about prospects. Yeah, but he was. I he's, don't. He's, Lane Hudson's better. He's 19. Um, he hasn't played in the NHL yet. He's with the. Uh, is he a forward too? He played in the World Juniors. Did you not watch? No, no I, we can't we watch. Lane Hudson showed him up as the best American defenseman. <laughs> is Luke Hughes a defenseman? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 He wears 43. Did you know that? No. No. I don't know. I don't know any. Like, the only player. We're very open about the fact. I don't know anything about players who are younger than who aren't in the NHL yet. Like that's or I feel like some of this is like baseline. Like you have to at least come across some. Yeah, like, I'm not a prospect guy anymore. Like, I mean, literally, it's it. when I see prospect stuff on the timeline, it goes like in my eyes and then out my ears. You I know, it's like shut in, down my computer. Following like the trade <laughs> deadlines in the in the CHL. No, Josh, no, well, tweeted I, those have been wild. Did you not? Did you not at least see the um, trade between? The ca- um, Was it Cam you want me to go pull it up? Like, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have all my for like ten draft picks. Canadians, it's the the Everett Silvertips and the Kamloops yes. Blazers. Yes, they were. It was the okay, trade was Silvertips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they literally. This is what the tweet from Everett Silvertips was. Trade alert. We've traded Owen Zellweger and Ho- Ryan Ho- Hoffer Hofer to the Kamloops Blazers for four players and up to ten <laughs> WHL draft picks. <laughs> and then the the image was all ten of them, and they had a conditional. Where it, they had a asterisk next to one of it. it was the 2024 first round or 2026 second round with an asterisk next to it next to it that said conditional below it. So one of the ten draft picks was a conditional draft pick. Like what the hell is that? Like I, <laughs> I it's it, it, I I saw it. I just I was like, excuse me. Like what are we? What's going on here? Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't. I. That's too much. There's so much that goes on in in like lo, the below NHL level. It's it's hard. I already. We already have enough to, uh, enough of a difficult time pronouncing like any NHL regular players like correctly. How am I supposed to? Or like knowing that Nick Dowd plays for the Capitals. Yeah. Can, you know and has shout been... out to Nick Dowd though. He's the third player from who's ever made NHL uh, appearance from Alabama. He's from Huntsville, Alabama. He's played by far the most games of any anyone who was born in Alabama, and he's like a native of Alabama. There were two other players I looked in this today who were from Alabama. One of them played in like 1941 and played like a couple games, I not a lot. And then there was another player who I think only played five games in a season. And then there's Nick Dowd, who's played a, a lot of time in the NHL, but also like from Jacob, Alabama. Jacob Chikorin from Florida. That yeah. was another. We were talking about the Coyotes. So do you know that Stephen Nason is from? Plano, Texas. Is he? Yeah. So, and which is the same. He grew up playing with uh, Blake Coleman. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're they're both from Plano, apparently. Yeah. Well, there we I go. This as I keep always. Yes, Nason is. score. You go and look up a I new just, little bit of trivia about him. Just to I, fig- I tweet out. No, this was uh, somebody who responded to me, and I was like, <laughs> I tweet out like, who the fuck is Stephen Nason? I still don't know. You, you know, he's back know. from injury, apparently. Um, um, apparently he was out for a couple of games. He's been battling an injury and he's coming back and he's just going to destroy the entire league. There. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But, um, 
Yeah, I was I was gonna end up. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, hold on. I had another thing that you know. I'm trying to bring things to the table. We're, to this we're almost podcast. at the point of the yeah, end being, of the show here. Our little third. We're almost at the point. Are you gonna bring the thing up with Tej and and Uyghur, your tweet today? Oh, that, that sounds like a loop tweet. No, that was Josh. That was that was me. That was a Josh. Really, tweet. eh? Yeah. Sean's a lot. He's a little bit off. We've been throwing some curveballs at Sean uh, for him guessing which one of us You've tweeted been something. Personalities. Yeah. Anyway, but. Uh, yeah, the Sabers, uh, they're, are they still losing to the Flyers? They were losing 4-0. <laughs> it's funny they beat the Wild. Everybody was adding us because, you know, of course, we said it was the battle for uh, America's team. Buffalo's America's team now. But Buff- sorry. The Sabers are America's team now. Yeah. It was held by the Wild when the Wild played uh, Toronto. The wild, the wild have been America's team for at least five years, if yep. not longer, mm-hmm. probably six years or seven years. Basically, since Jared Spurgeon. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buffalo beat them, and now Buffalo Buffalo Sabres are America's team. Sorry, yep. sorry, that's, that's how it goes. Yep. You know, you can't you can't beat the Sabres. But at home. now the Flyers are were kind of trouncing the. Wasn't it? Was I correct? Is that the score? Was I it, don't have it in front of me. You don't have it in front it of you. Sounds right. The last time I looked, Sean been, isn't looking. Um, hold on. Where can I go find this? I can find uh, how this about anywhere. NHL.com. NHL.com. Well, while while we uh, while I distract. You know, one thing about Alabama, they didn't make it to the uh, national championship game this year. Okay, cool. That's a good <laughs> Alabama fact. Nick Saban's I, on the broadcast. I would. I'd be curious. I feel like panel. this is this has gone come up and uh, from time to time. Is is there a state that no NH, that has not produced an NHL player? I don't know. That's probably a quick. I'm Google. sure that this has been Hawaii, probably. Ah, yeah. I, Alaska? No, there's got to be. I think that I know. No. no. Ala- Jeremy Swayman. What do you oh, mean? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say like um, New Mexico. This Okay. I, this Hawaii came up. sounds like so much more obvious. Well, I know, but that's like, I'll, we'll say con- content. I can never get this word right. Contiguous. Conti- <laughs> so Contiguous to- United States, the lower 48. So this is. Continental? Con- what? No, it's a word. I don't know. I'm trying to find a recent one because well, I think it Alaska's changes. Continental. I don't know. The lower so, 48. You could just talk. So you yeah, contiguous. 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 Doesn't matter. <laughs> contiguous United States consists of 48 adjoining U.S. states, not including. So it's everything but Hawaii and Alaska. So this is this is from Reddit from two years ago. So this is the most recent thing I can see is that these are the states. There have been nine states that have not produced. NHL players. Um, hey, New is Mexico, Hawaii on or, that list? Um, Hawaii is on the list, yes. Nevada? Um, okay, New Mexico? New Mexico is also on the list. Nevada. Nevada is okay. not on the list. Then I'm going to go in Mississippi. Uh, no, Mississippi, is, I guess, has a player. Arkansas. Arkansas is on the list. M- not, no. Really? Tennis- Tennessee. Um, no. no. What do you mean, okay. bro? No, te- no Tennessee actually... Has not produced an NHL player as of two years ago. Really? Uh, I'm going to say West Virginia. Um, yeah, actually, your Luke's on, Luke's on a roll. Sean started off hot. How many? How many is that? That's four. So I think that I'll, I can just list the rest. Hold on. I think no, I can no, get no, the, no, uh, no, Louisiana. No, no. I want to give one yes. more guess. Lu- Louisiana is guess. on there. Luke. Luke's on a roll here. <laughs> um, I think we're. I actually think I'm going to say Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Luke's got like. Um, Stop with the naming of all the. <laughs> okay, I don't think I'm going to say. Oh, um, now you've named all the good states. There, I think Oklahoma. Um, no. <laughs> Who's from Oklahoma? Who's from Oklahoma that plays in the NHL? I don't know. This is a Reddit again. This is a Reddit. It could post. be wrong. 
I think that we're. I think that there's only two. Spreading false information. I think there's um, only two left. I was gonna say, I don't think it's Virginia. Virginia? No, Virginia is not. No. There's two. There's guess. two left. I'm gonna go off the board here. I'm gonna say South Carolina. Uh, no, South Carolina not not on this list. I would say one of the Dakotas because they're but they're definitely not one of the. Dakotas. No, it's not the well, North Dakota State. I mean, like there's I know. people who went to the. the you well, know. in South Dakota, um, yeah. Montana. So, no, not Montana. It's not Indiana, is it? Not Indiana. No, definitely not Indiana. Wyoming. Now yes. we're all over oh. the place. Yes, Wyoming is one, and there's one more. You were close. You guys have been close on a couple, and a couple of these states are close. There's one more the border states. It's not going to be West. He's named literally pretty much every state. I was going to say United Oregon, America. Not Oregon, no. Oh God damn it! It's right there. I know. It's not Missouri. I'm not going to say this. Kansas. Yes. Hey, Kansas there we is go. the last one. This is Kansas. From... They had a team back in the day, didn't they? Or was yeah, that they Kansas did. City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, it was the Kansas City. Let me look. Oh, I want to. Okay. There were a couple states that you guys guessed that. Um... Okay, we should just cut this off. I know. But I anyway. want to see who are from Oh, there's actually a decent number of players that were born in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Did they have a hockey team? Uh, NHL Name team? One. Uh John Merrill is from Oklahoma. That's right. I <laughs> that, knew that he does seem like an Oklahoma yeah, current kind of active so NHL I can't player. Like him um I I don't know is Matt Donovan in the league anymore? I don't think so. So yeah, he's the other recent one. There were uh, the player with the most points was Tyler Arneson. I don't know from uh, what is this? I don't know what site I'm on. Yeah, so that, that at least right now they're according to this. He's like, I don't even. I can't even find the, the site. Can you um, find? You can probably find this on Hockey TV, right? Yeah. Anyway, okay. So Oklahoma has some players, uh, but yeah, those are the states that no NHL player has been from. So Alabama. Uh, what was Mississippi? I was kind of interested in where which players are from Mississippi because that would have been one of my first guesses. Um, this is active elite prospects. They'll probably have it. Okay, right? this is long enough. We're not going to sit here <laughs> de- dead air time while you look up stuff on you know different <laughs> websites. <wrong> <laughs> Sorry. I, okay, fine. There's a couple it players. Curious. Take it offline. We'll take yeah, it offline. We'll take it out after Sean, take us out. Uh it's been a fun rambly episode. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to our episode. We ran really long in the front, so we're actually gonna save some content for next week. Um but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited for the second half of the season in some senses or the twenty twenty three part of the season. And uh hopefully you join us next week. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. See you next week.